Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for your host tonight. It's Alex Kitson. Hey, hello, hello. Hello, we're right. Yes, hello, hello. Welcome to this next act. Are we all right? Oh, that, that was, that sounded, I'd, I'd argue, half-hearted. Uh, are we all okay? Yay! Lovely bloody stuff, guys. That's, that's good to hear. Um, give me a cheer if this is your first time in this next act. Oh, wow, we return customers. That is, that says something. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty good to hear. That's actually quite heartwarming. Either that or you're too shy and you don't want to say anything. Uh, is, is that, that could be the case. I, I vaguely recognize you too. Have you been here before? Well, I was drinking while you asked. Ah, no, fair play. So this is your first time here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, first time for the comedy. Okay, nice one. So standards are high. Lower them when I'm on stage, please. So that's how uh, we've got a few house rules. Lower your standards when I'm on stage. That's uh, that's rule number one. What are your guys' names? You're... Jack and Emily, yeah, speak for both of them. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, and said, so, oh, that's lovely stuff. So you do live in the area? You, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice one. Have, have you just moved in? Or... Been there two years, and you still haven't been here. That's, uh, that's, that's a black mark, I'm afraid. That's, uh, I mean, you're lucky. These guys, um, thanks so much for coming. That's really kind. Um, what, what do you guys do? You're... Uh, I work at Just Eat. Work at Just Eat. Ah, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I... Um, just see, what's your, is it any, have you worked there for two years? or uh, year and a half. Year and a half, okay, yeah. I, 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 I do want some free food, by the way. I, sorry, I, 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 this, is, this is a more general thing. I didn't mean to direct it straight at you. I, I, I used to rival that, that's why I thought of it. I, I used um, Too Good To Go. Have you heard of that? It's, it's, oh, that sounds, I don't know. Um, it, 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 if there's any surplus food for restaurants, they sort of hand it out to people. And, um, and I went to eat a pitta, and they gave me six boxes of falafel. Uh, and I can't eat six boxes of falafel. So if anybody wants some, genuinely, if, there, if there's a, during the breaks or even when I'm on stage, and you're like, you know what, you know what would be better than this? Some slightly dry falafel. Uh, head to the back, nab some. Go for it. Okay, so you're, you're just eating. And what do you do? You're, you're a student. I was studying what? Ah, uh, so nothing much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, no, I, 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 I can't talk. I, I, I did politics, which um, is a nice way of saying I did fuck all for three years. Um, but politics is like history, but for people who don't like reading about the past um, or learning from it. Um, I, love, I love this stuff. That's really good. Thanks for having. Thanks for being here. I've, 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 I, I'm going to do more, a bit more crowd work than I usually do because I've finally got my glasses uh, with me. I, 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 long time. Uh, attendees, I won't call them fans uh, of, of this next act will realise I keep on losing my glasses and these have been chewed by a dog which is why that's a thing um, so I, I, I don't know it's, it's, when you lose your glasses and you can't see anything that's fucked like, I, I, and I couldn't afford to replace them for ages because I'm currently unemployed um, so has anybody ever been so broke they've lost a sense has that, has that happened to anyone? Has anyone anyone gone deaf and like Mr. Mr. Gaspill and gone deaf? Is that? Uh, oh, do, you, do you hear about Linda? Oh yeah, she put all the money in Bitcoin and now she's dyslexic. Like, that's not. That's not how life should work. <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> um, but I've, I've got. I went to the optician this week um, with with this, and they went, "You need help." Uh, <laughs> and so I'm getting new ones on Tuesday. But it does mean I can vaguely see, and also I could drive up the M5 without causing as many crashes as usual. Um, I, don't, I haven't spoken to you yet. Hi, mate. How are you doing? You're right. Yeah. yeah um, thanks for coming along. You got a rugby shirt on. No, 
Oh, is that rugby? Bungie. Oh, oh, more exciting, but also somehow less cool. Um, uh, that, 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 are you, are you into bungee jumping? I've done it once. <laughs> yeah, and you died? I don't know. Um, oh, you got, got the T-shirt. Don't need to do it again. But Okay, nice one. Well, what's your name, mate? Jonathan. Jonathan. Nice to meet you, Jonathan. Everyone say hello, Jonathan. Hello. Okay, you're meeting friends. You here by yourself, Jonathan? Uh, Oh, girlfriend coming. Okay, that's what they, that's what I say when I <laughs> when I've got. Yeah, that's uh, I, I, I see. We got we got another person who's got uh, friends coming. Um, what's your name, mate? You're Martin. Martin, nice to meet you. Everyone say hello, Martin. Hello, Martin. What do you do, Martin? You work at the university. You um, teach any of this lot? You teach the student, or what do you do? What do you do? You. Oh, thought you are you part of the philosophy gang? You're, uh, the, the, we, we call this philosophy corner. Um, it's, oh, don't ask them to buy you a drink. Uh, pff, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. I, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, for, 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 for those who don't know, uh, this next act is a new act, new material night. So um, I'm going to come up, say a lot of bollocks, as you've already seen. Uh, and then we've got some fantastic comedians, some of them whom are quite new, sort of doing their best stuff. Some of them are much more established acts, trying out new material. And it should be a really good night. That sound good? Yeah. Lovely bloody stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit cause I, I've, I, about me, and then we'll bring the f- first act on uh, Alex Perks. Because I've just moved home um, uh, because I'm smashing the tits off comedy. Um, I, I, I moved back home to Devon. Uh, hey! hey! You, you guys from Devon? Yeah. Oh, where, whereabouts? Yeah. Oh, you just cheered. Big, big fan of counties. Um, whereabouts in Devon are you from? Bickley. Bickley. Oh, bloody hell. Big, Bickley Mill. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about geography later. <laughs> um, I'm from Tiverton. Um, yeah, oh, nice one. Oh, no, that's the stuff. So, you, you know this. Tiverton's got a bit of a reputation in the West Country because it is the, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's the second most inbred town in the UK. Um, and it's nice to have my brother slash husband here. Um, uh, yeah, second most impressive. They ran a poll uh, and Tiverton came second. Um, I, I don't know, I'm truly trying to get to the number one next year. Um, but my dad just won't put out. Um, <laughs> it's a real shame. It's a real pity. Um, yeah, I've, 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 I've moved home. I've moved home. I've sort of vaguely regressed as well into my sort of teenage stuff. I'm getting spots again. It's, um, I'm swearing at my mum. It's dreadful. Um, bad stuff. I, um, but I've been doing also because I've moved into a house. We've just moved house um, up to... Um, Sort of uh, near Huncham, um, if that rings a bell. Nah, don't worry. I mean, it's clearly a fake. Um, uh, but we've got no internet. Uh, it's real old school. So I've been reading a lot of books, uh, you know, like like somebody from the past. Um, and I, I, I've been learning things. I've been learning. So I've read sort of lots of nonfiction books. Uh, but I, I've been learning about uh, a. Okay, okay. I've got a comedy bit. Um, <laughs> And I wanted to try it out. I don't know how good it is. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is, I always do this, don't I? I? Right. You know those words which you get in other languages that you don't get in English? You know, stuff like Schadenfreude in German, which means you take pleasure in other people's sort of misfortune. I, I, I thought it was like, oh, oh, that's pretty fun. Like, they've got other words that we don't have. I thought I'd come up with some new words in English to describe words that we don't actually have yet. I thought that'd be, I, I, I thought that'd be good. So I've come up with a couple. Um, I've come up with uh, future easy, which, which is uh, when someone spits on your face and you don't really notice it's happened. Um, and it comes from the Latin future meaning fuck and the Greek easy meaning you. Uh, 
Just a little bit of fun etymology there. Um, I'm not going to lie. They get worse after that. And... (laughs) And and it's not your fault because you're you're actually a, a fantastic audience and really quite good, quite good judgment. But um, I I I'd, I'd, I'd need you about there for this and you're about there, um, and that is more than fair. And um, but I, I mean, my job's to warm you up. I don't want to warm you down. Um, so that's that's good. Start all your mates come. We were, uh, yeah, the, the, that's the other stuff. You, I, I accused him of being a liar because he said his friend was coming, and I thought yeah, I thought I'd bully him uh, just for just for the giggles. What's your name, mate? You. Uh, have you, and have you ever been j- bungee jumping? No, you should. No, no, you haven't. What, 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 do, you, what do you do in your spare time? Ooh. Nothing. Nothing. You, 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 you come here to see some fantastic comedy. Um, <laughs> oh, you injured your back. How did you injure your back? <laughs> oh, wowee. Wait, wait to start strong. Uh, did you, was it your fault? Yeah, that's what, they, that's what, they, that's what they all say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, 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 was, it was an accident. I was on my phone whilst hammered. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, but get, get in jail, mate. Um, <laughs> good fun. Anyway, as I was saying, proper comedians will be on tonight. Um, including our first, uh, comedian, Alex Perks. He's absolutely fantastic. You're gonna love him. So, uh, I, I mean, we'll start from this corner. If you, if you want to start the applause for Alex Perks and we'll bring it round and we'll go wild and crazy. That sound good? Hey. Lovely stuff. So you start the applause here. Uh, yeah, and, and, and we'll bring it round. And we'll go, whoa, we'll crazy, Mr. Alex Perks! Hey, hello. 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 hello! hello! My name's Alex Perks, and what Alex didn't mention is I benched 240. Uh, how are we fucking doing? Good. Does anyone, I'll just, does anyone want to get benched? Can I bench anyone to start the night off? Anyone up for getting benched? Anyone up for getting benched? Anyone up for getting benched? Someone get a bench? Do you want anyone get really benched? <laughs> Alright, I'll start then. Uh, my girlfriend's an accountant. Uh, she's an accountant. She's uh, really good at her job. She earns way more than me, deservedly so. It is always a little bit weird though when we go to like a nice fancy restaurant. Because somehow still, the waiter will put the bill in front of me. And that's how I learned that I was a feminist. <laughs> you know, you, you learn these things about yourself, don't you? It's great. Um, uh, really proud of my girlfriend, because that was her dream to become an accountant like her dad, you know? And I'm, she's achieved that. It's, it's a great thing she's done. Shows how we're kind of different now, because my only dream in life is just to get stuck in a lift for so long that no one's annoyed when I piss in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dead honest, I have been stuck in two lifts. And both times, everyone was quite upset. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, new material. I do some cool new material for you guys. Okay, how are we doing? What am I like, guys? What am I, uh, what am I like? What am I like over here? Doing these bloody jokes and that? Anyone want to get benched? What am I like? Um, I'll tell you what I'm like. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like a double-decker bus taking a sharp corner. Because you don't think I'm going to make it. But I always do. Good. Done that bit now. Um... My girlfriend, it was her dream job to become an accountant like her dad. Um, my dream job, I figured this out recently, I want to become a kid's sports coach. And I don't care which sport, I just think it would be hilarious to have my hopes and dreams invested in a bunch of 14-year-old boys. <laughs> just for me, I just think that would be great. And obviously there'd be a star player, and he'd be my favourite, of course, or her. They, they might be my favourite. Like, and I think that would just be really funny to be just like... 
out with my regular friends, adults that I've known for 15 years, having the same conversations, and I'm just like, what's Damon up to? Just thinking a 14-year-old boy is cool is just what I like to... I'll be honest, that's not even a joke yet. It's just something I do to entertain myself. I sometimes come up with these to make myself laugh a bit as if, like, imagine I told that to people. (laughs) And uh, evidently, that was one of them. Good. Uh, We'll move on to the next bit. Um, I don't really know how to get into this, so I'm just going to start. Hopefully someone can relate. I've been spoiling for a fight since I was like 13 years old and I don't know why. Does anyone feel like that sort of like just random street violence? I fantasize about it. It's, it's crazy. I don't know why I do it. I think maybe it comes from like, like a caveman type mentality. But then, then again, a caveman, you know, thinking something comes from caveman times is kind of just like every asshole's excuse for having bad opinions. So I mean, no, 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 Dave. Men shouldn't be in charge because it was like that back then. You're just a dick, you know? If cavemen were so smart, why didn't you just eat raw meat and fruit? And why didn't you die when you broke your leg? Um, (laughs) Caveman medicine was not excellent, I'll be honest with you. I don't like this. I don't like how people drink like this with the pinky. I know it's all over the place. Does anyone want to get benched? Um... (laughs) I don't like that. I feel because I feel like it's like flippant. It's like, oh, I'm so I'm so well off. It doesn't even matter if I drop this prosecco, you know. I think the best way to grip it is because that's a stronger way to grip it, isn't it? But you know, you got to think then. What's the next strongest way to grip it? It'd be the next strongest way would be if our hands all evolved to be like that. We just drank beer bottles if they were connected. I mean, fused. Maybe we could, have we got any doctors? We could fuse. Who's up for fusing their fingers together like that, eh? Who's up for getting fused tonight? Good. Um, but then, of course, the logical, you know. Extrapolation of that would be if we evolved to have our, our hands be the strongest part of our body, and of course we all know the tongue is the strongest muscle in your body. So we should really have. If you want to grip a glass, you want tongues for hands. <laughs> Who's up for tongue hands? Yeah, just, just go to a nice fancy restaurant. My girlfriend's paying. The waiter comes over. Taste the wine, sir. Mmm, excellent. Yeah, I'll take the bottle. <laughs> tongue hands, guys. What? Come on. Okay, here's the thing, though, because I already benched 240. Imagine how much I could bench if I had tongues for hands. <laughs> Fuck, the mind boggles. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know when I get drunk because I cheers too often. Does anyone else do this? Like, you just cheers too soon after the previous cheers. And that, what that means is you're so drunk you've been excited by something that doesn't warrant celebration. Do you know what I mean? Just cheers. Oh, Ben's phone's on 38%. This is brilliant, you know? Going off. I don't want really to dislike those type of people. The people I dislike more are people who take cheers in too seriously. Do we have anyone who, like, has a real traditional fixation on cheers inappropriately? Anyone in? You seem like a pretty relaxed bunch. Okay, good. I don't like it, but, like, people who, like, get annoyed when you don't look them in the eye while you cheers, like, a, a £3.40 Foster's. It's like, this is, this is habitual. It's Tuesday. I'm not celebrating anything. Yeah, they're dicks. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> Should I do more about tongues? <laughs> I, I, I do drink a lot. I like a drink. Uh, my dad likes to drink as well, you know, so I've got to be careful because, frankly, I'll drink, I'll drink four cans faster than you can say, Alex, it runs in the family. Uh, it's habitual alcoholism. It's good. Um, good, yeah. 
But I, I, I like a party. I used to smoke a lot of cannabis. And I sometimes wonder if it's affected my mental health. But I think no. I'm a good dinosaur. Uh, I do think we should legalize uh, guns. Because I want one. I want a gun. So I, therefore, I think we should legalize them, you know? People wanted Brexit, they voted for it. I want a gun. That's just my choice, okay? And it's my choice. Um, let's run through a little... What was, your, what was your name? Sorry, mate. Jack. Jack, mate. Let's, let's run through a little scenario here. So imagine, heaven forbid, you're on a night out and someone's trying to like punch you or something. That'd be, that wouldn't be good, would it? But imagine then the, punch, like, the punching bit stops. You'd be pretty relieved. You'd be pretty happy not to be punched, right? Would you say getting shot is worse or more extreme than getting punched? That's a good, very good point. And who punched you? That's true. But let's just say for argument's sake, it was a regular gunshot and a regular man punching. You'd probably be pretty happy, much happy. Yeah, exactly. So imagine how relieved you'd be not to be shot. More so than if you were not punched, you'd still be relieved for both, but you'd be happier not to be shot. I think so, right. So what I'm getting at is that if you were in a gunfight and you, you know, you had a gun as well, and you shot someone dead, bang, 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 like central mass right in the chest, it'd probably be a pretty satisfying feeling to shoot someone. <laughs> it's what I'm kind of getting at. It's just, it's just what I was think- I've been thinking about. But then again, I don't think guns are my ultimate weapon. I think my ultimate weapon is a, my ultimate weapon is a grenade. Grenades are pretty cool, aren't they? I think I'd, uh, I'd actually quite like to throw a grenade at a bear. Because bears are dangerous, and they also don't know what grenades are. Do you know? You'd be like, like, you'd be pretty satisfied not not getting shot and killing someone. But then, if you like started a grenade fight with a bear, he'd be like, he'd be confused and annoyed, and he'd be like, "Well, you missed me with that rock, and I'm probably going to kill you now." And then the grenade would go off, and you'd be fine and satisfied. And that's what I'm about. I'm about people reaching their potential. Ah, uh, good, good. <laughs> This room's uh, fun. Uh, the weird thing is, I don't think I've annoyed you. I feel like I've creeped you out. <laughs> I kind of feel like I feel like a Giacomo man in the top shop world. Like, I feel like I don't fit in. Uh, I feel like I don't fit in a lot of times. Like when I go around my girlfriend's house, she's um, you know, her girlfriend's parents' house. They're uh, they're coming for a lot more money than me, and it's made me realize a lot of things about what the UK is as a kind of class-based system. It kind of made me think like the UK is basically a man in a three-piece suit telling a man in a two-piece suit to keep an eye on the lad in trackies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you think you're the same because you're both in suits, but you're not. Do you know why? Because when you go to a wedding, he's not surprised there's an open bar. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've actually got more in common with the lad in trackies in the first place. Get him some chinos, and he's allowed in Yates. Yeah, and that is the kind of social mobility you can hope for. <laughs> if you vote for me. Uh, Alex Perks, I bench 240 with tongue hands. Um, what a lovely evening we're all having. Are we all having a nice evening? We are, which is kind of strange, because there's two wars on. <laughs> I feel like we should be more annoyed about that. I feel like we should be paying more attention to, you know, the wars we're in, two of them. Um, I can never tell how much of a war we're in. The only way I can ever figure it out is uh, how often my friend in the TA will ruin a night out so we can get serious for a minute. 
which I don't feel like you're qualified to do because you go camping twice a year. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're a, you're a traffic warden with an assault rifle, and uh, I don't trust you. But yeah, like, the TA isn't the real army. Like, I barely even respect the real army, never mind the TA. Like, you know, I don't, I, calling yourself a professional soldier because you're in the TA is like me calling myself a pro boxer because I once hit someone in a chip shop. <laughs> I started it, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did, st- I did start that fight. It was a terrible thing to do. Bang! Bang! Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't really respect the TA. I think it's kind of... Like, I, I, maybe I'm a bit bitter. Maybe I'm a bit bitter. Because they have standards to get in, and I couldn't get in, you know? I couldn't do the mile fast enough. And I hadn't shared enough Britain First posts on Facebook. It's fine. Uh, they're a fascist organization. Bang! Um, good. Yeah. I don't know a lot about politics. I do have one thing that I think... I'm going to leave you with this. I'm, the one thing I think about politics is that if you like the royals more than you like the sex pistols, you're kind of a pussy and I don't like you. Um, yeah, you guys are cool. I'll see you guys later. Thank you very much. Anyone want to get benched? Anyone? Uh, I feel like we do... I feel like we didn't get a conclusive answer on that. Uh, with no volunteer, I mean, he, he's, he's going to get benched. Um, any, anybody else? Also, there's free for laffle. Um, right, we, I mean, we'll, we'll keep on steaming along with your next act. Um, it, it's Priya Hall, so we'll start the applause again. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. And give us a pretty round of good one. Good question for Priya Hall. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, I'm doing new material, too. Uh, I thought it was going to be weird, and then Perks brought out tongue hands, so I think I'm going to be fine. <laughs> Um, I've got a birthday next week. I'm going to be 27. Thanks, guys. Oh, a clap on everything. I like you guys. Um, I think 27 is a bit of a weird age because, like, my personality is really settling in now when the verdict's in and no one's keen. No. I would describe myself as quirky but in an irritating way. And I think most people would agree. Um, like, a lot of my friends and family uh, give me some constructive criticism that I did not ask for. Uh, For instance, my friend told me the other day that I use the word vibe too much, which is both incredibly specific and quite vague, as a criticism goes. Um, I'll be checking my notebook, because I did not remember any of this, so, sauce. Um, Oh, I got the type of personality where I frequently have taxi drivers asking me advice on how to raise their teenage daughters. (laughs) I clearly look like someone who's had her fair share of parental mistakes. (laughs) But it's okay, I turned out fine, don't worry about it. Um, I do have three pieces of advice for them when they ask me this. Uh, the first one is, let a bitch live. It's hard enough. <laughs> it's hard enough being 14 without you being a dick about it, so chill. Uh, the second advice, uh, second piece of advice is, whatever you think a uh, price of a decent bra is, just double that and then add 20 quid on because you're probably wrong still. <laughs> um, and then the last piece of advice I tend to give them is, don't ask strangers for advice on how to raise your children. <laughs> I'm not a good source of information, guys. Um, oh, another thing, uh, another criticism I've had from friends and family is that um, <laughs> I've been told multiple times that having a cat isn't a personality, which is rude and hurtful. Um, I've been told that I should stop considering the cat my baby, and I have a massive problem with this, because if he's not my baby, why do I spend 80% of my time cleaning up his puke? He's obviously a baby. I am quite obsessed with my cat, though. Uh, does anyone here have a pet? From everywhere. You've got a pet? Yeah. What have you got? A cat. A cat. What's your cat's name? Dorian. Dorian. Do you ever talk to Dorian? Yeah. 
yeah, of course you do. We all do it. I get home from work and I'm like, oh, hey, boo, how's it going? How's your day been? And the cat's like, I'm a cat. Um, does Dorian ever talk back? Yes. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> We're all mental. <laughs> Uh, my cat also talks back. I'll get home, uh, ask him how his day's going. He's like, oh, hey, mommy. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> the accent, I do have an explanation for that. Um, my cat was a stray. And when we adopted him, I took him to the vet. And they checked the chip to see where he came from. And it was an international chip. And they can't locate where it came from. So my cat is an international man of mystery. It's pretty amazing. And because we don't know where he came from, when we do the accent for him, it's just an amalgamation of all the accents that have ever existed. <laughs> hey, mummy, yeah, pretty good. Thanks for asking. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, is that normal? Yeah, this is pretty normal. Um, there's no way of knowing where my cat has come from, which is quite stressful for me because I'm fucking mental. Um, we do have one plan. What we try and do is we try out different accents and languages on him to see if we can get a response to try and locate where he's come from. That's normal. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, so I'll come home and I'm like, uh, bonjour, boo-boo. Uh, ça va? And the cat will be like, no. And I'll be like, not French. Cross it off the list. It's not French. <laughs> We've got a list. Um, my cat is, so I adopted my cat. He's huge. He's really fat. He stomps around the house. He's a Persian, so he looks really angry all the time. And he's massive and white and fluffy. Um, what this has led to is that we have a running joke that he might be a white supremacist. Because he is not a fan of this. <laughs> but my white boyfriend, ah, I can't get enough of him. And what this means is that quite often my cat will say horribly racist things to me. <laughs> in my own voice. In a silly French accent. <laughs> Does Dorian ever do that? No, of course he doesn't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What I'm basically saying is that I'm 27 years old, I don't have enough responsibility and I have far too much time on my hands to turn my cat into a racist. Um, I was talking about this with my grandmother the other day. So my grandmother is 84 years old. She's the coolest person I know. She's my best friend. She's a badass bitch. Um, but I was having this conversation with her and I was like, We're, we come from such different generations that she, her personality had to set in real young. So my nan got pregnant and married when she was 19 years old. In that order, because she's a legend. <laughs> she's real cool. Um, and I was like, that's insane. You had a child to look after. You couldn't dick around accusing your cat of being a racist all day long. You were busy. And she was like, yes, you, you need help. Um <laughs> But she's a really cool person. So my nan is 84. She's from the Valley. She's a Catholic, but she's the most progressive person I know. Uh, she's pro-abortion. She's pro-LGBT rights. Uh, she voted Remain because she's cool as fuck. Let's quote her. I'm not a fucking idiot, Pri. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> um, so she's the coolest person I know, and she's always on the right side of history. And I'm like, that's amazing considering her upbringing. How did you get to be that way? How do you have such a cool personality? She w She came back to me by explaining that she has the same level of uncertainty I have. But back in her day, they treated it in a very different way. So, this led to this conversation. When my nan was in the early 60s, she got prescribed a medication called Purple Hearts. Um, now, I've done the research for you guys, so you don't have to. Uh, this was the street name for a drug called Drinamil, which was a medication they prescribed for tired housewives which means depressed housewives. My nan was like, oh yeah, we had problems. But what we did is we took mystery medications and we had a great time. 
So I looked it up. What is in Purple Hearts is amphetamines and barbiturates. So speed and the drug that literally killed Marilyn Monroe. She was having a great time in the 60s is what I'm saying. Um, and I asked her about this. I was like, Nan, that's, a, like, that's insane. You were just habitually taking speed with three children. She was like, yeah, it was great. You get, we were having a great time. You got a housework done in one hour and then you had the rest of your day to yourself and you were on speed. <laughs> what is the problem? If anything, I'd like some more. <laughs> Um, she said this in the presence of me and my cousin who absolutely loves class A's <laughs> ah, can't get enough of them and she said this <laughs> my cousin just turned to me and went do you think it might be a trap because I can make that happen and I was like do not give our 84 year old grandmother who's just had a hip operation speed I feel like that goes without saying uh, now I don't have a way of finishing this bit how do you finish a bit where you're talking about your nan taking speed So I'm just going to leave. But you guys have been lovely. Thank you. Let's keep that going for you. This section is Chris Chopping. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Very polite, it's very sweet, apart from you chatting to the side, you pricks. Um, no, so good, it's good to be here, isn't it? Good to be here, I was going to test out some new material this evening, that's what I was going to do, I was going to come up and talk to you and do all the new material, except I haven't really written much new material to share with you, to be honest, but it's fine for you guys, because you're still talking over it, but the rest of these guys, I don't know. Um, but I haven't written much new material, because uh, every time I sit down to write the new material, I get sucked in by the clickbait, you know the clickbait when you go online, and it's all like... Ten celebrities that you didn't realise were dead. Or ten celebrities that you didn't realise were gay. Or you won't believe how these ten child stars have aged. I will, you know. Some of them look better, some of them look worse. They all look older, it's very plausible. <laughs> and then they've got that other type of clickbait, haven't they? That, that, oh, women in your local area. <laughs> Made thousands of pounds from working at home. And you're supposed to go, but wait, I live in local area. (laughs) Maybe I can learn thousands of pounds too. Like a fucking idiot, right? So I spent the last three months in a pyramid scheme. Um, I've not written much new material is what I'm saying, but I'm trying to, I've been moving house as well. That's distracting, isn't it? That takes up a lot of your time. Um, It's changed for me because last time I moved house, I was moving in, uh, I was moving in on my own after breaking up, uh, with a girlfriend, whereas this time I'm moving in with a woman that I love and respect very much. Thank you, yeah. So goodbye sweet freedom, am I right fellas? Hey, don't, don't high five, that was my girlfriend I'm talking about, you prick. Never high five a comedian, it's always entrapment. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, um, I mean, the good thing to do if you don't have any material, kind of bluff it out, right? Bluff it out. If you've got no new material, just bluff it out. That's what I should be doing. But the thing is, I'm not confident enough to bluff it out. I'm not a very confident man. I wish I was. I'm jealous of confident people like Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> He's a confident man, isn't he? <laughs> Walks around with his top off. I don't do that. Believe you me. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis has got a lyric in one of the Red Hot Chili Peppers songs about... I can swim in his own ability. 
Imagine that, being able to swim in your own ability. Thing is, I happen to know that his ability is so shallow, his feet were touching the ground the whole time. So, but um, I think I'd be more confident if I went to like a like a public school, if I was privately educated. You know, if I'd been to like Eton or Harrow and then I'd gone on to Oxbridge. I think I'd be more confident. I think that gives you confidence, doesn't it? I, I didn't go to like a public school. Uh, I went to a school. The most famous person who's ever come from one of my schools was Russell Howard, who went to Flittick Lower School for a term in what I can only imagine was a deliberate attempt at spite. Um, and, uh, and he went to Flittick Lower for a term. And then I went to university at Northampton University. Now, I don't want to knock it, right? I'm not criticising it. It's a perfectly fine educational establishment, right? But it's like, if you compare Northampton to Oxbridge, it's like comparing a bag of frazzles with a hog roast. Or a Tamagotchi with a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> or like a degree from Northampton University with a, a viable qualification. I, you know, <laughs> you know, and I, I, but what I do have though, because I wasn't privately educated, is I do know that my parents loved me. Um, so, that, so that's good. I don't have that kind of remote, distant relationship that boarding school kids have. I, you know, I, I realise this could be a touchy subject. Like, I don't know if anyone in the room, maybe they, their parents don't love them, right? I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know, right? I don't. I'm, I'm assuming all your parents, I hope so. I do, sincerely. But it's hard to check, isn't it, right? You can't really do that as crowd work, can you? You can't be like, so what do you do for a living? Oh, you write for the Daily Mail website, lovely. And, uh, and are your parents proud of you? Why are you crying? Right, it doesn't, it doesn't work as a crowd work bit, does it? So you've just got to make that. So I hope you guys, your parents are proud of you is what I'm saying. But, um, oh yeah, uh, anyone else feeling ready for Brexit? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weird response. Uh, no, I, uh, cause they've, they've launched, haven't they? The government ready for Brexit campaign. And I checked that out. The Ready for Brexit online government website, right? I was, I was going to find out, about, get ready for Brexit. I thought, to, it wasn't quite what I was expecting, to be honest. I thought it was going to be like bunting stockists. You know, just a, just a reminder to stock up on the ingredients for coronation chicken, ready for the street parties. <laughs> and instead, it was more about checking whether your freedoms and your finances are still going to be in place come the apocalypse, right? <laughs> I don't want to sound like a Nelly naysayer. But I'm beginning to think that Brexit isn't quite as good as some people led us to believe. <laughs> Thank you. That bit does not go down well in Surrey. Um, I'm assuming this is the first time I've done it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, and I do worry about Brexit. I worry about the future now because uh, I didn't care, you know, because... But now I've got a niece, and she's two, you know, so she's going to outlive me, and I, I worry about the future that she's going to have to live in, right? And um, and she's into, but I don't know if any of you have got, like, little children in your families. They have got so much power and control. They're two years old, and they are the most powerful person in the home, right? We were there at dinner, and she just starts doing that. Right? And then so my parents, grandma and granddad, they start doing that. And her mum and her dad start doing that. And so uh, me and my sister, we take the cue, the siblings, the aunties, the uncles, we take the cues, we start doing that. My girlfriend starts doing that, right? And then she stops and giggles at us, so we stop. We go, oh, that's over. Then she starts again, and you have to keep doing it. And then she stops, and, oh. and then she starts again. 
and, and it's getting quite tiring at this point, but she's got this level of control. We can't stop it, right? And then she says, like, a little sh- sleepy, like one of those. And we all go, like, ah. Oh. And do that. And then she starts like that again. And we go, ah. Oh. And we're doing it. And she goes, ah. Oh. Go, oh. And just, like, read the room, Erica. Clearly, we prefer this one. But no, she keeps doing this, keeps doing this. And eventually, at some point, um, she closes her eyes. She's still doing this, but she closes her eyes. At which point... Everyone just relaxes. Go, oh, God, good. She can't see us. We can relax for a bit. Apart from me. I've not realised. I'm still there going, shit, she's closed her eyes. Like, how, how, if I close my eyes too, how will I know if I'm doing the right next gesture? Like, that's... It's terrible. I think that's how Hitler got started. Like, I think he must have been so adorable as a toddler that just... And eventually people didn't know how to say no to him, right? he just come to expect that level of support. I don't know. Um... But yeah, I I uh, work in spec savers, which is all right as jobs go. I get on really well with my colleagues. We're a really close knit team. I like to think of us as like the musketeers of optometry, you know, like one for all and two for one on anything over sixty nine pounds. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can tell when I've thrown in an old one, can't you? Um, but uh, but at spec savers, they've got there's quite a high turnover of staff. A lot of people come in and out. It's a bit like being in Hollyoaks, right? Because they're all a lot younger than me, and there's lots of romances and stuff. And uh, this new guy started recently, <coughs> and him and this girl I know, Michelle, they just keep they can't they keep rubbing each other up the wrong way. They're sort of snapping at each other. They just can't get along. And my colleague Helen, she said to me, "Ah, oh, I think we I think we know what's going on there, don't we? They're going to be snogging at the Christmas party. Obviously, they fancy each other, don't they? There's a fine line, isn't there, between love and hate? There's a fine line." Between love and hate, but we're, and we all know that expression, don't we? There's a fine line between love and hate, but it's always that way, isn't it? It's always the people that are bickering. You're going, yeah, they're going to end up snogging. It never works the other way, does it? You never see people at a bar kissing, and you go, yeah, fine line between love and hate. They're going to be each other's throats later. Look, <laughs> 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 like, I think getting on a house, like a house on fire. I think we all know what's happening there. <laughs> Divorce proceedings eventually, <laughs> and yet the odds are that is going to happen. Um, Oh, that was a downbeat ending to that bit. Uh, um, but yeah, I, um, I, I, I'm a bit distracted because basically I'm more excited. Like, I, I've, after the gig, we're going to KFC to find, um, out my, my girlfriend's vegan and we're going to go and get one of the vegan burgers, right? I know I should be concentrating on this, but I'm excited to go to KFC with my girlfriend, right? That's because we've not been able to do that before because she's vegan and it's exciting going to KFC. Yeah? And, um, <laughs> and I, but the thing is, I, I'm not a vegan myself, but I'm beginning to think, like, because I just love eating meat. Anyone here love eating meat? Yeah, some of us, right? But I'm beginning to think that I'm on the wrong side of history when it comes to that. I'm beginning to think that we're going to look back and go, oh, God, that was a, appalling, right? We shouldn't have been doing that. Like, I know, I'm sure the vegans have got some really compelling arguments. I don't know. I've deliberately not been listening. <laughs> but the thing is, my only defense of eating meat is that I really love it, right? I, 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 I really enjoy eating it. I feel like that's not enough, is it? I feel like historically, if you look back at the things that you're not allowed to do anymore, the defence, I really love doing it. (laughs) I just really love segregating the black man. It's not on, is it? You can't... That's not appropriate, is it? Right? And rightly so. But, But the thing is, like... Like, if you went back to Roman times, there's just a centurion there going like, well, the thing is, what you need to understand is I just really love throwing Christians to the lions. 
I really love it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Christian welfare is all important to me. <laughs> really important to me that before I throw Christian to the lions, he's had a good life with plenty of space to run around. <laughs> And look, I think if it really came down to it, I, th- I think I could kill a Christian myself. <laughs> I think I could. If I had to, right? If there was another option, I would kill a Christian myself with my hands. It's more fun get lions to it, right? <laughs> so, uh... Right, good. Um, Gonna have some cider, I think. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah. bloody stuff um right that is um and, and that is our first break so uh yeah go, feel free to um we'll start again in about 10 minutes go to the bar grab a drink uh and, and if you know you've been swayed to veganism by that go grab some for that for the back i cannot emphasize how much i have uh yeah i'll see you in 10 minutes see you in a bit Bye-bye. ladies and gentlemen please put your hands together for the man from devon himself it's alex kitson <laughs> I, 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 I am from Devon, correct, um, as, as I say almost every week. Um, good stuff. Yes, um, we're, we're, we're back. We'll have a good break. Big enthusiasm from the, the guy who has to stop working during the break. Um, yeah, it's, it's true. I've moved back. I mean, I've moved, moved, moved back to Devon. I, I've, I've regressed slightly, regressed into my teenage self. I've got spots again. Um, I, 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 I've started feeling like my sort of nerdy, like teenage stuff. Like I've, 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 I've started wearing these shorts. That's, um, that's, that, that's, that's, didn't do that when I lived in Bristol. Um, these are absolutely fucking horrendous. Um, but I, 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 I've, but it, uh, despite these shorts, I've, there's some big news at Kitson HQ. I um I got myself a girlfriend. Big 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 big, big day out. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Uh, thank you, um, <laughs> my mum. But uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's big, big big news. Because I was not, I was never very good with the ladies. It's my first ever girlfriend. I was never very good. Um, like I remember the first time I went to a club, um, and I thought a girl was flirting with me. And, uh, and, and I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is huge. I, um, I, so I wanted to tell her she smelt nice. Um, I know not a good start. Um, so I, uh, so I said to her, she smelled like sort of strawberries and raspberries and that. So I, I, yeah, so I was like, but I forgot the word for strawberries and raspberries. So I just said to her, oh, you, you smell like yogurt. Y- yogurt. Uh, <laughs> uh, quick tip, lads. If you want to attract a lady, don't tell them they smell like live bacteria. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's not how life works. That's, uh, that's like you don't see uh, perfume ads which are just like "J'adore Yo Valley." That's not um, <laughs> fromage frais, the new fragrance <laughs> from Yakult. That's not. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's such a lovely scent. What is it? Oh, this. It's just Muller Corner. That's not. As <laughs> um, to say, like dairy products. As a rule, also the worst smelling thing. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've never driven past like a like a fresh field of flowers and gone, oh wow, that just that just reminds me of, of just um, lunchables. That's not um, lunchables. That's the American version, isn't it? And also, I don't think they're dairy. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. No, I um, <laughs> no, but uh, Google still thinks I'm a single man. Google still thinks I'm a single man. It's, it's all the, the cookies and that. Like so, it, it, it knows everything about me. So it's still advertising me all the single man stuff that they advertise. Um, any single men in? Are you, 
Yeah, yeah, nice one. Um, philosophy corner. Um, I'm joshing, I'm joshing. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, do they advertise you like Huel a lot? Huel? Uh, yeah, yeah, they advertise you that a lot? Good stuff. Um, but they, they also they advertise me that, and they advertise me Hinge a lot, which is, yeah, you get, you get that a lot. And do, do you know Hinge, Hinge is like a dating app? But like, do you know their slogan? No, no I, I, it, it, some people know their slogan. It's, it's Hinge, the app that's made to be deleted. The app that's made to be deleted, yeah. Um, and I, I think that's quite, I, I read that first. And I was like, oh, that's quite a nice slogan. Because, you know, oh, it's a dating app that's made to be deleted. Oh, they're actually trying to find people relationships. That's quite good. And then I thought about it for a bit. I was like, the app that's made to be deleted. Like, you have a bit more imagination with that. Like, if you're making an app that was made to be deleted... You wouldn't make a sort of slightly mere dating app. Like, if I was making an app that was made to be deleted, I'd make an app that every time you opened it, it sent an email to everyone in your work telling them that you were a Nazi. Um, I'd delete that app pretty quickly. I uh, don't know about you. Um, or an app that, you know, every, t- every time you looked at it, you shat yourself. That's not... I don't know why I downloaded that. That's... Uh, <laughs> Or an app that showed you porn, but it's written, produced, and starring like Nigel Farage um, with with your nan. Uh, I, I wouldn't just delete that. I'd throw that in a bin bag at the bottom of the ocean and set it on fire. That is disgusting. It's just like Nigel Farage being like, oh, I want to no deal Brexit. And your nan being like, no, no, no. Um, disgusting. I'd delete that. So I, I don't know why that exists. Um, horrid and bad. Um, disgusting. Uh, that's my dating app bit that you need to have if you're a comedian. Um, I, it's, it's, it's good fun comedy, isn't it? Because uh, I, I was never a particularly manly man. Never a particularly manly man. I wasn't very good with uh, ladies. I, 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 like, I, but I hit puberty at the right time. Um, that... I ho- I hope <laughs> that's my, my school bullies in. That's uh, <laughs> good news. Good news. I uh, yeah, I hit people at the right time, but it sounds like a brag to some people. That's um, but it got because it could get competitive. Like I like it got proper competitive in my school, man. Like the first lad he ran through puberty, like he was. I'm still to this day never met a bigger alpha. Like he genuinely used to stand on the corner of the playground and shout at other kids as walking past. They used to shout and be like, "Oi, mate." How big's your dick? Like that. And that's like, that's like a scary question to get. It's like a 12, 13 year old boy. Like, cause you don't know what the correct answer is. You don't know what the correct, um, size is. So like, he, he asked me, and I, and I didn't know what to say. So he was like, oh mate, how big's your dick? I was like, um, um, ask your mum, cause I'm real smart. Uh, the bit of street smart, why not? Um, but he asked this one poor lad who was a bit of a late bloomer. Like, clear handgun for anything. Yeah, didn't know the answer. So, um, he, and he got the question one day. And I, 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 I remember this the other day. I was, I was like, this is lovely. Because um, the bloke went, Oi, mate, how big's your dick? You know, lads. And, um, and, and the bloke just panicked. Like, didn't know the correct answer. Didn't know what the correct size was. So you could see the fear in his eyes. So he just went, um, uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm like a meter. <laughs> now then, uh, <laughs> we're all adults here. Um, and we all know that is far, far too big. Uh, <laughs> That, for point of reference, is the size of an average guitar. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And, and he was about five foot at the time. That would have been about half of him. So, like, it's a clear and obvious lie. 
But um, the best part about it was was that like because um, it was all an alpha thing, like establishing dominance sort of thing in the playground. But like, the best part because there's nothing more dominant than announcing to the entire playground than you've got a meter long schlong. That's like <laughs> that's the most dominant thing you could do. So um, but. So he'd accidentally, so the bloke went, oh, look a meter, and accidentally out, out for the bloke who asked the question, who needed to respond, but also himself didn't 100% know what the correct answer was either. So the bloke went, oh, look a meter, and the guy went, yeah, fair play, mate, fair play. Uh, <laughs> didn't question it, just walked off. Um, I, 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 I wondered what happened, because that's such a what, what, like, wonderful, I thought it was such a wonderful lie. And I was like, oh, what, what, what is the guy who said that up to now? Like, is he in sales or something? I don't know. Um, so I, so I, so I, I Facebook stalked him. I looked him up just to see what his job was. Um, yeah, I looked him up. Um, he's a porn star now. Crazy. Uh, pff, so he lied his way to the top. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good, good news. I mean, there's, there's usually an end bit to that. Not going to tell it. I'll deny you it. Good. Um, we've got, as, is anybody new who wasn't in the first section? Good. Yeah. No, no, no light cameras. Shut the doors. Um, <laughs> don't. It's really hot. Um, but yeah, we, we've got some more fantastic acts. Yeah. Again, so, so, some of them would be fantastic. Some of them would be fine. Um, and, but yeah, and it'd be a lot of fun. So lots of support and we'll have a really good night. You ready for the second section? Yeah. Yay! Lovely stuff. We'll start the applause here. Why not? We'll start the applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's best spread around. I go raw. I go crazy for Rich Bradway. Hello. I've had a bad week. Thank you. I was in a Greg's and someone threw up on me. Yeah. Someone threw up on me in a Greg's. That's where my life is at. Now, it was my baby daughter, so, so it could have been worse, but uh, it was still a low point. It wasn't what I, what I wanted when I went to the Greg's. I just wanted a sandwich. And I uh, got the sandwich down, had her in my other arm, and I went to the till to get a chocolate donut. I said to the woman, can I have a chocolate donut? She said, you do know he's throwing up on you, don't you? You do know he's throwing up on you, don't you? What is the answer to that question? <laughs> is it, yeah, I do know. But I asked you for a chocolate donut. Get on with it. Or is it, no, I don't know. I don't even feel it anymore. <laughs> I went with, uh, it is a she. She's throwing up on me. Yeah, trying to make a 55-year-old woman on minimum wage in a Greg's feel awkward because I was embarrassed. Pretty shameful. Pretty shameful. There I was, covered in shame, covered in vomit. And that's fatherhood for you. That's the end of that bit. Uh, I don't actually come from Bristol. I come from Cheltenham. Anyone been to Cheltenham? Oh, okay. Someone's left. That's good. Uh, I like coming to Bristol, though. It's good. They've got a lot of stuff we don't have in Cheltenham. Uh, you've got uh, cocktail bars, vegan cafes, a pub just for magic shows. If you haven't been, it's wonderful, full of surprises. And uh, the other thing you've got in Bristol that we don't have a lot of in Cheltenham is crazy people and weirdos. You've got a shitload of those, haven't you? <laughs> they are, yeah, 
Thank you. <laughs> they are everywhere, and I seem to run into one every time I come down to Bristol. Uh, a few months ago, I was out drinking on King Street, uh, and we, me and my friends were just out uh, one of the pubs there, just outside, and a homeless person came up, to, came up to me, and he threatened to. No, he promised to stab me. He goes, <laughs> thanks for the sympathy. He goes, I would stab you right now, but it's too much CCTV here, so I'm going to wait at the end of the street. And I'm going to stab you later. <sighs> I wasn't interested, to be honest. <laughs> it did strike me, is that how stabbings work? By appointment. <laughs> now, fortunately, those of you who know King Street will know it is not a cul-de-sac, is it? <laughs> so we left by the other entrance. Last time, well, time before last, I was in Bristol. I was driving home from the gig. I stopped outside the Hippodrome. There's a Marriott hotel there with a load of windows. High up, and I stopped at the red light. And out the corner of my eye, I saw something just high up in the window. And I looked up there. There was a half-naked man in the window, kind of pressed up against the glass, just doing this. Just doing this. Over and over. It's weird, isn't it? He kept doing it. See why I should stop. And uh, I looked away. I looked back. And as I looked back, he saw me looking, and he waved. What do you do when someone waves? You've got to wave back, so I waved back. It excited him further, and he waved with both hands. I looked away. I was truly unsettled by now. I wondered, what is going on up there? Is he trying to entrance me up there, lure me up there to my death, like a mermaid or merman of Bristol City Centre? Or maybe I would have to replace him in the window. <laughs> After all, we know I've got the moves. Or perhaps he was just a freelance gigolo who just thought, I fancy a challenge. Uh, crazy place, though. What a weirdo. What a weirdo he was. Crazy times. Uh, unfortunately, someone's already talked about Brexit, but I'm going to talk about it again. But it will be over very quickly. So it's nothing like real Brexit. Uh, the worst thing about Brexit has to be those vox pops they do. Uh, on the BBC News, where they go and ask, uh, they ambush people who don't know anything about the EU and ask their opinion on what it's like. So in that sense, it is a bit like the referendum. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw one the other day, and it, uh, the question was, uh, what do you think the impact of a no-deal Brexit will be? And this was in some windy market town in the north of England, as, as they always must be. And uh, the guy replied, oh, well, the sir... They say there'll be a shortage of medicine, but how do they know? Yeah, good point. Good point. How do the people who ship the medicines in know where they come from and know what the new checks at the ports will be? How do they know? And more to the point, why do they know any better than a man, an unemployed man browsing, <laughs> browsing for turnips at his local market in, in Wigan? And, and that's amongst the more intelligent uh, contributions you'll get on those Vox Pops. Half the time, it's just kind of come up behind someone, and it's, uh, and it's just some kind of bewildered-looking man who just turns around and just goes, Ow! Ow! We voted! Ow! Ow! Get out! Out! <laughs> it's like Peggy Mitchell from EastEnders performing an exorcism. <laughs> Ow! Get out of my pub! Get out! Get out! <laughs> so there you go. It's over now. We won't talk about Brexit anymore. Um, a friend of mine uh, recently got some tattoos. He went from having no tattoos to full body and sleeve of loads of dozens of little uh, tattoos rather than one big kind of cool pattern. could barely see what was going on in there. There was like uh, 
vampire, skull and crossbones, woman with her tits out, the word mum. And I've never met his mum, but I didn't know if they were related. <laughs> Could be. But um, it's got me thinking, new rule, guys. Uh, first uh, 12 tattoos you get, you can get any type you like. 13th tattoo you get has to be a Wally from Where's Wally? <laughs> Think about it. Each, you can still get as many tattoos as you want. It is not a dictatorship. And uh, they each count now. And even better than that, think of what it would be like for everybody else. You see some hard nut, the petrol station forecourt, the bus stop perhaps, the board. You think to yourself, it's covered in tattoos. There's a Wally in there. I'm going to find it. <laughs> Got any tattoos, sir? Not at all. So 12 until the Wally. <laughs> and if you were going to get a Wally anywhere on your body, where would you put it? <laughs> Doesn't shouldn't be rude unless you want it to be. It's your choice, free body. Uh, the chest, the chest. bold. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, and it's not just adults that can play this game. Kids can play as well. They get bored as well, don't they? Uh, in a supermarket queue or whatever, you know, they see some guy covered in tattoos. You go up to him and say, "Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Can we see your Wally?" <laughs> Actually, that is a terrible idea, isn't it? <laughs> Pretend I never said that. All right, final, final thought. Um, I spent getting to a lot of feuds. Spend my time getting to feuds. One way to pass the time, isn't it? Um, been in loads. Neighbor feuds, work-based feuds, feuds with multinational companies. <laughs> I mean, they don't tend to know they're in a feud, but I don't let that stop me. And um, I got into one recently, which I've got to say, guys, would recommend as a bad person to get in a feud with, and that was my therapist. Uh, yeah, I would say if you've told all your secrets and shames and vulnerabilities to a person, that's a bad person to be in a feud with. <laughs> Worst part of it was, though, uh, he charged me £50 to discuss our feud. Our last session was just about our disagreement. So he charged me £50 just to continue our feud. Well played, sir. Well played. But I don't spend £50 a week on therapy anymore. No, I've got a better plan. Because who wants to be normal anyway? I'm going to move to Bristol instead. So I'll see you soon, guys. I've been Rich Bradwell. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, me Rich Bradwell, everyone. Uh, let's keep that going for Katie Furlow. Hello. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Yay. Okay, so my name's Katie. And yes, the eagle-eyed among you may have noticed something slightly suspicious about me. And it's true. I do hate attention. <laughs> I usually much prefer sitting in the front row putting amateur comedians off of their tranny jokes. Uh, but no, I am the dreaded transgender. And being trans, you know, has, it has its upsides and its downsides. Um, downsides, being berated on the street. Upsides, I'm now an X-Man. <laughs> With the power to give lush employees whiplash as a fringe member of society walks into their store. <gasps> Dead. <laughs> uh, but speaking of beratement, there's a fair few things you perhaps shouldn't say to a trans person. But interestingly, on the other side, I've learned there's a few things I can no longer say. Um, for example, I can no longer say, no homo, and have people believe me. <laughs> I'm no longer allowed to have man crushes. <laughs> and I can no longer say, I'm buying this lingerie for somebody else, I swear. Because they might already know. But no, I wasn't always this weird. 
I used to be your regular run-of-the-mill, six-foot-tall uh, kindergarten teacher out in rural Japan. And I think part of the reason why I started my transition when I returned back to the UK was I just missed being too tall to fit in. <laughs> uh, but no, I was a teacher for two years, and um, I found it really rewarding. I really felt like I touched the kids' sort of hearts, made an impact on their lives. Um, in fact, they used to have a nickname for me that I thought really captured my essence, my individuality and personality, all the late nights and early mornings I put into their lesson plans. Uh, they used to call me Ego no Sensei, Ego no Sensei, which translates directly to English teacher. <laughs> it's touching, it's touching. Um, uh, cultural differences were, were really, really interesting. Uh, on a number of occasions, I was asked to explain the difference between the UK and Japan to the kids. Um, a great example, asked on a number of occasions to ask, uh, to describe uh, New Year's. So New Year's in Japan is a huge event. So everyone gets dressed up in traditional dress, uh, eats traditional food. Parents and grandparents give money to their kids. It's lovely. Now picture me trying to explain British New Year's to a bunch of five-year-olds. We get really drunk, count backwards from ten, and mumble the words to a song nobody really knows the lyrics to. <laughs> um, tattoos as well. There's a huge taboo around tattoos in Japan. Uh, reason being, so the Japanese Yakuza, the Japanese Mafia, use these huge ornate back tattoos um, to describe the hierarchy. And as a result, you can no longer go into an onsen, which is a Japanese hot spring, if you have tattoos. And to a Western audience, this can seem a bit sort of overzealous. Um, but I thought about it a bit more. And um, we sort of have the same reaction to tattoos in this country. I mean, sort of legs are fine, arms are fine. It's all fine, 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 criminal. <laughs> But no, I think my two years in, in sort of being out in Japan has had a really good impact on my life. Um, I have I came away with a qualification in business level Japanese. Um, so interesting side trivia: the highest concentration of Japanese speakers outside of Japan are single twenty eight year olds living in their childhood bedrooms. <laughs> uh, but no, I think the biggest uh, sort of best sort of impact I had on my life was was my confidence. The reason I can stand in front of you lovely people without wanting to run away too much um, is, is the confidence it gave me. And there's one sort of event that stood out as seminal as sort of to, to, to improve my confidence. And that was the story of how I became immune to awkward silence. Oh, it's a lovely sound. Everyone likes that so, so every week I'd receive a breakdown of, of what I'm teaching, who I'm teaching and where. And one week rolls around and there's something I don't really recognize. So I ask the head teacher and what I can glean from my limited Japanese is some parents are coming around to watch one of my classes. And I'm like, okay, great. I can do that. So I'm sitting eating lunch and uh, the homeroom teacher turns to me and asks, so what are you doing your speech on today? I'm sorry, What? Turns out I had to give an hour-long speech to every parent of every child in that school and the board of education of the town I worked in about who I was, where I'm from, and what I'm teaching in Japanese with no preparation. And at this point, I'm absolutely losing my mind. And i desperately trying to come up with anything remotely interesting to say. Remember, I have some pictures of my hometown in my bag. Um, and I just sit there waiting to be called up. They finally call me up. And I begin my speech. So, hi, I'm Katie. I'm 27. I'm from Cheltenham, England. Instantly learned Cheltenham is an inappropriate place to talk about. We're famous for horse racing, gambling, and GCHQ. Uh, but it's going well. I'm being understood. Everyone's nodding and agreeing. Uh, then after about five minutes, I run out of anything remotely interesting to say. 
I cast a look across the sea of blank faces, shoot a desperate stare to my head teacher, and quickly learn no one is going to save me. I just sort of stand there awkwardly for five to ten minutes, desperately trying to come up with anything remotely interesting to say. And all, all I can... So I, oh, no, I know. I know what I can do. I can teach one of my kindergarten lessons to this room of 150 adults. I try some movement-based games, quickly learn no one is budging. I bring out some flashcards, but again, I'm a kindergarten teacher, so I only have the most basic of stuff. It's a circle, it's a square, it's a dog. It goes woof over in a minute. At this point... I'm feeling sick. I just want to run away. I've asked if anyone has any questions for the third time in a row. Ah, and I just, I just want to get out of there. My desperation eventually leads me to a cappella singing heads, shoulders, knees and toes to a room full of adults and making them dance along. This was simultaneously my most embarrassing moment and yet biggest power move of my entire life. And I think I'm going to replicate that with you now. <laughs> So everybody, heads, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, heads, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, and eyes and ears and mouth and nose, heads, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. Thank you. And uh, let's keep that going for your final act this section, Mr. Greg Winfield! Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Yes, indeed. Begin. Joke number one. Uh, I, I, I work in a very progressive workplace now, uh, which is very exciting for me. I like it. It's good. Makes me feel good. Uh, we have all the flags up. Uh, people have flags these days, and that's nice. Uh, we have the rainbow flag, we have the transgender flag, um, and that is the one that hangs directly above my desk. Um, and I realised five minutes ago, I've got no thoughts about that whatsoever. Uh, was, uh, absolutely zero. I just couldn't care less. Uh, zero thoughts about that. Good. Good stuff. Uh, I'll tell you outside, guys. It'll be fine. Um, no, no thoughts. Uh, yes. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what's annoying. Etiquette. Hmm? Yeah? Etiquette. Yeah? Just now, I stood behind a guy. He had the fucking audacity to use the hand dryer until his hands were actually dry. <laughs> who the fuck are these people? Fucking waiting for the green man regardless of the traffic. That's who these people are. I tell you. What fuck you going, mate? Fucking pay your gas bill before you get threatened. Behave. Forgot in a little bag there, buddy. Ginsters, is it? Hmm? Gonna microwave it, are we? Yeah. Gonna let it stand. Yeah. Gonna let it stand for two minutes. Of course you fucking are. Bet he wouldn't actually. I bet he'd use the oven. Because it's recommended, isn't it? Yeah. Recommended. I bet he'd fucking preheat that oven as well, wouldn't he? We got any preheaters in? Yeah? Bit fucking job, son. I ain't got time for that. I got shit to do. I get food poisoning and run over. <laughs> there we are. Safer ground, hand dryers. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. I live near a 24-hour Tesco now. Uh, yep. Got some thoughts about that. I do. Anyone else live near a 24-hour Tesco? Big one in Eastgate? No. Very definite in that. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. 
Are you worried about your house price or something? <laughs> what's, what's the matter? You, you don't, you don't like, do you not like Tesco? Does it? Oh, a long evening ahead of you then. Yeah. I hope you've bought all your white lightning. <laughs> you you've set yourself up for a lovely evening. Oh, holy Jesus. Where are you living? Stokes Croft. Stokes Croft. Under Sharia law. Which, again, I have no thoughts about. I have no, no, no thoughts about it whatsoever. I think that's fine. I think that's good. Uh, yes, good stuff. Good stuff. 24-hour Tesco, though. Nice, nice, non-controversial 24-hour Tesco. That is where I live. Uh, and uh, d- don't get too excited about it though. Don't move for it, alright? Because I will tell you about 24 hour Tesco. First thing you gotta know is a fucking lie. Alright? It's not, it's not 24 hour Tesco. No, 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 no. It's about 18 hour Tesco. Then it's something fucking else entirely. I'll tell you. Between now's like midnight and six, it's like Tesco and the upside down. <laughs> Shit gets weird. Down 24 hour Tesco, guys. Shit gets weird. Fucking Steve from Fruit and Veg. Just doing keepy-uppies with a melon. No one cares. The guy just freely skateboarding down aisles. But he's got no legs. This is genuinely something I've seen. Uh, it's genuinely something I've seen. Just propelling himself with his gnarled fists. Just trying to plan a week's meals solely from items from the bottom shelf. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Can Sharon please return to customer service? You've left your baby unattended. 3.30am, that one out. Who the fuck is Sharon? Why are we trying to get her a baby back? Dearie me. Dearie me. I grew up in a household full of conflict, guys. Full of conflict. A lot of argument, a lot of shouting. Scary stuff. I didn't like it. So now I don't like conflict. Unless it directly benefits me. In which case, I'm fine with it, it turns out. Uh, I saw, I saw two cyclists simultaneously go through two separate red lights and then crash into each other and start fighting in the street. It was fucking awesome. I, I, I was genuinely, I will sit in that traffic jam for an hour and watch that. I don't care. It was one of the best moments of my life. Uh, it was good stuff. If only one of them was my dad, eh? Uh, but never mind. <laughs> never mind. You can't have everything, can you? You can't have everything. Uh, that, that coincidentally is the same reason that I like, I like watching, I like watching videos on YouTube about feminism. Um, I don't really watch the video. Straight to the comment section. Um, <laughs> Straight to the comment section. It's good stuff. Just arm yourselves, dox each other, fucking wipe each other out, and we'll just get on with our day. Uh, be fine, that. Yep, thought that would go down about like that, and that's fine. Uh, got, got the reaction it deserved. Uh, and that's, that's alright, that is. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, it's at this point in a set that I would normally revert to crowd work. Um, so here we go. Um, <laughs> Those of you not familiar with crowd work, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and give you an example. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello. What's your name? Jack. Jack. You've got two pints. You're on a table by yourself. What's, what's happened with your life, Jack? What's going on, bro? Okay, good. Good. That's an example of it being quite tricky, all right? It's quite tricky. 
you're never, you're never quite sure what you're going to get. Um, might get an alky. Uh, that's where we are now. Let's see if we can find some humour in it, though, guys. Uh, so, so what turned you into alcoholic, mate? Was it, uh, you know, general depression? Cool, good, 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 good stuff, good stuff. Hey, hey, you could have been a veteran or something. That would have been super hard work. Um, so, thanks for making it easier, bruv. Uh, uh, what do you do for a living, mate? Is that why you're depressed? Let's find out. Yeah, I'm a software engineer. Yeah, there you go. That'll do it. <laughs> a software engineer. Good stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Two words ladies love to hear. Soft and engineer. Yeah, yeah boy. Uh, what are you engineering at the moment, mate? What software are you doing? Is it like games and stuff? Uh, it's analytics implementation. Oh, mate, just pretend it's games, yeah? <laughs> just fucking join in. Fuck me. Analytics implementation. Phew. Yeah. No, no one's implemented the analytics yet, have they? No. No, they haven't. We'll get Jack in. It, otherwise, something bad might happen uh, that no one will understand. Good stuff. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for being an example of why crowd work is so hard. Um, the reason I'm talking about this is because I know uh, that we have got a, a, a hero yeah, in the crowd. A hero that I'm always too afraid to talk to, uh, but I'm now going to. Uh, it's this gentleman over here. Lovely Lee. Hello, lovely Lee. Hello. Uh, can you tell everyone why you're a hero? I'll do it for you because this, this could get dangerous. Uh, <laughs> just realised could be part of an extremist organisation or something. Um He's not. He's a member of the fire service. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. It's not like he's told a fucking joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, this is why crowd workers are, because he's fucking bulletproof now, isn't he? Like, you don't want muggins here, like, having a pop at him. Bloody legend. Going into burning buildings, rescuing various cats and stuff. It's hard. It's hard work. How how do you do crowd work with a fireman? That's what I was asking myself. I go home sweating every time Lee's here uh, for this reason. So I started researching firemen. <laughs> now I know a little fact about firemen now uh, that I'm going to tell to Lee. And I want you to watch his reaction very, very closely. Okay? Now Lee, what I found out about firemen is that average... Every year, an average of 100 firemen are convicted of arson. (laughs) That's a true fact, people. You can look that shit up. Uh, The reasons, about 50-50. Keep your eye on him. Keep your eye on him. Uh, There's there's two main reasons, all right? It's about a 50-50 split between them, about even, all right? First reason uh, is that they develop something called hero complex. So they get so used to people treating them like the heroes that they are, that they might be, um, that they start making their own fires to get a little fix. Implacable so far. Good lad. Good lad. Cool under pressure. That's the training. That's fine. Uh, Second reason, though. Sexual desire for fire. (laughs) So... Which one is it? <laughs> it's neither, isn't it, Lee? It's neither. You're one of the good ones. Yeah? Mm. I'm going to come and sniff your fingers in a minute, mate. It's 
not that weird. <laughs> I'm just checking for accelerants. I was on the Wikipedia page for a while. I know what accelerants are now. Right? Yeah. So d- uh, just by chance, mate, do you know anyone? Any of your uh, fireman mates, you think? Yeah, probably that one. No? Mm. Oh, heavy, heavy clothing dis- disguises erections. Um <laughs> This here. See, this is why I worry, guys. This is why I bought this on myself. Um, but there we go. There we go. Um, I suppose, yes, we've reached the end. Um, <laughs> it's for the best. It's for the best. Uh, unless anyone's got any questions for Lee. <laughs> or me. No? <laughs> Good. Good choice. Uh, all right. I've been Greg Winfield. Thank you very much. stuff right that and that is uh, the end of our second section oh but we've got a third section coming up so yeah we'll, um, go grab yourself a drink you know the drill by now go grab yourself a drink we'll be back in about 10 minutes I'll see you then ladies and gentlemen scooch forward because you'll only need the edge of your seat because we've got the return of Alex Kitson Thank you very much indeed. Uh, we, 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 we had a good second break. Yeah, lovely stuff. I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll crack on because I know the room's very hot and, um, we, and we, we, we want to see our, the two final fantastic acts. So, uh, without much further ado, I'm, I'm, I'm Laura Fell. We're going to bring Laura Fell to the stage. Um, so, I was totally, there's, there's lots of back because I said I wasn't going to do much of the top and I have confirmed that. Um, so, but we're going to bring Laura Fell, who's absolutely fantastic, and you're absolutely going to love her. So, from the side of the room, for the penultimate time tonight, we'll start clapping here. Bring a round to the fireman. And then go on and go crazy for Laura Fell. Hey. Hi, 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 hi. Hi. So, I'm pretty sure my granddad fancies me. Why do I think that? I've got my reasons. I'm not like egotistical or I'm like, oh, even my relatives want to shag me. Um, he's developed a habit of ever since his wife, my nan, died of coming over my face. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, he, uh, he'll come around to my house and he'll hug me, run his hands down my back, squeeze my ass, then whisper into my ear, ooh, I do miss the touch of a woman. I know, I know it's wrong. It's not the worst thing, is it? And who am I to deny a dying man his last boner? Like, if he's trying to perfect, find a perfect ending for ejaculation, and he's chosen me, I should be honoured, right? It's kind of like being his uh, last meal on death row. Because me, it'd be KFC, finger-licking breasts. Gives a whole new meaning to family bucket, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Sad of, I've had a life-affirming realisation recently. Carrots are incredibly versatile. 37p for a bag, ladies. You can boil them, mash them, use them as stilts for your fingers. They don't help you see in the dark, though, that's a lie. But they are very good for terrifying men at night. If you're in a sketchy area and you're a bit concerned, get a girthy carrot, strap it to the inside of your leg... 
not the inside of your leg, that'd be intense. Just your trouser, just, just your trouser leg there. And then if a creepy guy approaches you, just drop your trousers and threaten him with your veggie dick. Show me a hummus, boy! Show me! <laughs> they don't like it. I'll leave you alone. Over the past year or so, I've heard a lot of girls talk about BPD, which at first I thought was like a heightened version of BV, bacterial vaginosis. It's not an STI, so if your girlfriend gets it, don't freak out. Although it can be caused by grubby fingers, so maybe freak out a little bit. And in that case, you want less finger bang, more sillet bang, (laughs) and the BV's gone. Now, for those of you that can go to art school, BPD actually stands for Borderline Personality Disorder, and it's a condition which says you're a bit socially inept. Um, Borderline, though, is a weird word to use, because it suggests you could go either way. Like you could become known as a primary school head teacher celebrated amongst your community. Or you could force a priest to watch you masturbate with a crucifix. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> now, um, it's not a gender-specific condition, but the NHS are apparently baffled as to why it's significantly more common in girls. Now, I'm not a doctor, as some of you may love telling me. I don't have a doctorate. What? Sorry. Sorry, I'm not rich. Weird. Um, do you want to know a gross doctor story? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, my fr- I have friends that are smarter and richer than me, so they have become doctors. I think they like having me around as a pet. Like, what will she do next? Piss off the neighbours? Eat a small child? Who knows? And when you're studying medicine, there aren't enough cadavers to go around, so you have to take it in turns, cutting up into the bodies. And this guy was trying to get to the main stomach bit. And to do that, you have to scrape away the fat. He did it with far too much vigor. Scrape the fat straight into his friend's open mouth. In front of his whole cohort. Brings a whole new meaning to, Belly's gonna get ya! <laughs> um, anyway, I'm not a doctor. But I'm pretty sure the reason the condition is more common in girls is because it's basically a pseudo-medical interpretation of that show, From Ladette to Lady. Which, if you're not familiar with it, it was about as progressive as me going up to um, this lady with a pint. What's your name? Emily. Oh, drinking a pint, are you, Emily? What a dick, do you, Emily? Oh, what a piss standing up, do you, Emily? Oh, want me to call you Brad, do you, Emily? (laughs) 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 Is that what you actually want? Because that's fine. That's fine. So yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty shaming, right? <laughs> it's just um, probably why when I've seen girl, heard girls talk about it, they explain they're given the diagnosis because they're just too much fun at parties. Which is something a guy never gets called too much, do they? And my friend Colin, he spent an entire night at a party, pretend to be a dog, barking, sniffing people's butts, the lot. What are people saying about Colin the next day? What a guy! What a champ. What a top lad. But when I oil myself up from head to toe and slide across my mate's dining room table pretend to be a fast seal, <laughs> I'm off my fucking rocker. <laughs> In some social circles, you don't even need anything that avant-garde. All of my old work colleagues have seen my vagina. <laughs> and not just because I work in marketing. <laughs> 
we were on our summer away day, and uh, that in itself is pretentious. I went to the Peak District, and the day went on a massive walk. Loved it. Loved being amongst nature, asking my friends hypothetical questions because reality sucks. And I was like, oh, how much money would you need to run past everyone else's starkers? My mate David, bit of a prude. When his wife was pregnant, he couldn't say vagina. He just pointed at the general area, spherical and on top. Don't know how they formed a baby, just jabbing it in the belly button. We'll get there one day, love. Come on, we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> he said 50 grand, bit steep. Me, because I'm all about the bants, I said I'd do it for £8.50. Later that night, we're all sat around the campfire, and I'll level with you. I was bored. So I turned to my mate Tess. How much cash you got on you right now? Nothing. Sod it. I'll do it anyway. <laughs> Ran off, hid behind the meat van. Not a code for orgy destination. Sounds horrific. Just dicks everywhere. Just... It's like freshers. Um, I whipped off all my clothes. Left the Dot Martens on because they're sick as fuck. Took a deep breath and then pegged it out into the darkness. Just screaming, Nature! 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 Had to scream it quite a few times because it runs around a hun- run around 120 people. Takes a lot longer than you think. Mess that up. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, kids. <laughs> I'll do it if you want to see the visual. I'll do it again. <laughs> just going to leave it there so uh, <laughs> see you later this <laughs> bye Laura Fair Laura Fair everyone um, good what a I mean that I mean she sort of shut down the night uh, there but we, the good news is we've got one more act um, hey messy right so um, <laughs> bloody hell I'm off to uh, I, uh, um, I this is past my bedtime I um, uh, uh, lovely stuff right uh, we'll, 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 we have um, we've got one more act it's absolutely fantastic and uh, yeah so get, give him all your love and yeah we'll start applause for the final time tonight from over here slightly pause yeah 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 pause yeah here yeah. and go wild and go crazy Mr Morgan Reese. Stuff. I'm just here. Yeah, um, give me a cheer if you've seen me before. Woo! Give me a cheer if you haven't. Ah, oh, some old stuff then. But uh, so, <laughs> I'm gonna. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> I'm absolutely caught up in this wire. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. Shot off the right off the top. I'm an idiot. Any idiots in? Woo! I'm a. I'm a. I'm a full blown idiot. Um, <laughs> recently found out I've been using the words ravenous and ravishing the wrong way around. Yeah, that's a special type of dumb, isn't it? 
Yeah, ravenous. I, I, ravenous, I thought meant beautiful. Ravish. That does mean beautiful. Is that right? Am I going wrong? I thought ravenous meant beautiful. And I thought ravishing meant hungry. And I thought I was on board. <laughs> but I thought, I thought that for years. I thought it for years. I thought ravishing meant hungry. I've been at, with this, I've been at rugby matches going, two seconds, lads, I'm going to pop to the bar. I'm absolutely ravishing. It's just, <laughs> you know, that just translates to two seconds, lads, I'm going to pop to the bar. I'm absolutely stunning. It's just, <laughs> and now I'm just going through this roller deck in my mind of every time I've said the word fucking ravishing. I've, just been, I've been at Sunday lunches and someone's put a dinner down. I've gone, oh, thank God, I'm ravishing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about these roasties, but they really make my brown eyes pop. It's a, <laughs> but on the flip side, I've been using ravenous as a compliment. Yeah, suddenly working out why I'm single. Someone goes, "Hey Morgan, what, does, what, what do you think of these jeans?" I go, "You look ravenous. <laughs> you look so hungry." <laughs> It's just a bonk. I, I, I'm such a, I, I'll give you an example. My life is just a sequence of me doing something dumb and then checking my credentials. And I'll give you an example. I was waiting for the number 30 bus the other day, and the number 30 bus. The 26 arrived, and I honestly went, oh, only four more. He said, I... Are you idiots? Idiots! 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 I've got a maths degree. It's such an idiot. And I'm such an idiot. And it, 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 uh, my, hor- my horrible curse is the more deaf, the more sensitive the subject, the dumber my brain is. Like, I, the first time, like the hashtag not all men. We've all heard that hashtag not, hashtag not all men. First time I saw it, it didn't have the handy capitals in it. So I read it as no tall men. <laughs> I just kept on looking. <laughs> I just kept on looking at all these tweets going, we're not all rapists, you know. And I said, fuck me, What? <laughs> What happens when you get above six foot? <laughs> and thank God I got short legs. I got such short legs. I got short legs, short arms, long body. I've got the body composition of Barney the dinosaur. Is, that, is anyone else here got short legs? Yeah, yeah you can't come with me. My, fr- my, my friend is four foot six and he really struggles to buy jeans. <laughs> it's something about putting them on the counter. But it's about. <laughs> no, that's such a daft joke. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you a couple of things. I, I'm, I'm from, I'm, I'm, my name's Morgan. I'm from Wales. Oh, some people cheering. Other people couldn't give a shit. I, I love being from Wales. I, my fascination in Wales is I know this couple that, I know, I know this couple back home that call themselves childhood sweethearts. I love childhood sweethearts, man. What a beautiful thing, childhood sweethearts. Seven billion people in this world and the love of your life sat behind you in maths. <laughs> The only class you could work out what those odds are. <laughs> I do. I do feel sorry for like uh, childhood sweethearts, though, because you can never get those crazy ex stories. You know, if you, when you meet when you're 12, you can't really get them. <laughs> like when you're growing up, you have crazy ex stories going. Oh, she shat through my letterbox and sent all my stuff to the bin. You just <laughs> you can't have that when you're childhood. Oh, my ex was crazy. She couldn't add in fours. You just <laughs> she left her homework to the last day. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> It's, just, it's a bit bonkers. And, I, and these couple, I know them personally, and they call themselves childhood sweethearts, and I love it. I think it's the cutest thing in the world. Childhood sweethearts. I do. I love the fact they call themselves childhood sweethearts. Because what they actually are are cousins. And uh, <laughs> they're my first cousins. Is this relatable? <laughs> Excuse the pun. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, this is the thing. Is I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely the third-wheeled grandchild. <laughs> I love, and this thing is they cover their tracks all the time. They keep on going, oh, we met online. It's like, what, Ancestors.com? It's like, so- <laughs> and they're all, they're constantly covering their tracks. They go, we were so close at school. We were close in class. We were close outside class. It was like, you were close in the fucking register. And I'm so- <laughs> genuinely true. <laughs> she didn't change her surname. Oh my God, that's so 2019. Nope, it's the same. <laughs> It is so, I'm so jealous my cousins are banging as well. No, hear me out. I, I'm single and I've had to download Tinder, Hinge, Bumble. Turns out I just needed to sign into the family WhatsApp. <laughs> hey guys, what are you up to tonight? Send. <laughs> not you, Nan. And I'm so, joking aside, my Nan has explicitly asked me not to make jokes about my cousins because apparently my Nan said to me, Morgan, don't make jokes about your cousins. They're planning on starting a family. <laughs> they are already a family. What are you on about? <laughs> Why are you overlooking this? <laughs> don't fold a piece of paper in on itself and go, that is a new piece of paper. It's a, it's a Got married about two years ago. They sent the invite to. They sent the invite to my family. My mum was like hard pass. It's just, uh, you know, she pretty much read ASAP as as slow as possible. And it's and I went to the wedding. If you ever get a chance to go to your cousin's wedding, go to your cousin's wedding. Bliss. I didn't have to meet one new person. It was it was, it was such a small affair. It was like because it, it's one family. That's why. <laughs> They didn't get married in a church, not because they, they couldn't do it in the eyes of the Lord. Um, they needed somewhere that didn't have an aisle. <laughs> genuinely true. That's not even a joke. It's genuinely true. And my cousin, my cousin, he thinks we're still mates. He, he, he thinks we're, we're, not, we're not mates in the slightest. He keeps on telling me, oh, the sex is amazing. Yeah, he goes, oh, the sex is amazing. And you sort of go, I fucking hope so. You know, you're risking a lot for a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> Where are all my friends and family? But she listens to my words. It's just, it's, <laughs> that's, that's my family. And uh, this is the thing. I'll tell you a little bit about me. You can't really help who you're attracted to. Like I'm attracted to, uh, predominantly to non-white women. Um, I think it's more a defense mechanism, so I know we're definitely not related. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, what was it? Well, I, I brought my little book of jokes. Uh, was, there was some new stuff. I'll tell you some other stuff. Oh, because I, I told you I was single. Um, I went. On, I've started dating again. I love dating. I mean, who doesn't like drinking and lying? It's absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wicked. It's two of my favourite things. And it was generally true. I went on the first date recently, and we went axe throwing. Yeah, yeah, we went axe throwing. Next week we're gonna skin a wolf. And that was, you know, we went axe throwing for like two hours, you just threw axes. And I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be that gender stereotype person, but she had, she was just, she just had this awful catch. And I was, we went axe though and it was wicked because me and my ex we've been broken up for about two years now we broke up for religious differences 2019 we broke up for religious differences everyone kept on telling me she's unfaithful Uh, 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 I was like I don't care what she believes and uh, Um, and this bit isn't fully written. I just want to. I just want to talk this out, if I may. The we were the, we're, what, there was a religious difference between us. She was a Christian. I'm a non-believer myself. But the biggest wedge between us was we voted different in the referendum. Oh. 
Yes, and this, this doesn't come with any judgment. This doesn't come loaded. I'm not a political person at all. But would anybody here in this room date someone that they voted differently to them? Did I say that right? Would anybody here in this room date someone that they voted differently to? No, it's weird, isn't it? Because the thing is that I think it's really interesting because I, her political beliefs really meant something to me, but her religious beliefs, not so much. <laughs> it's a weird se- sequence of priorities, isn't it? You sort of just go, oh, you believe in an omnipresent, all-powerful deity that ult- ultimately decides whether you go to heaven or hell for eternity. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but what did you think of that fucking bus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've read the book, but that bus, that's a bold claim, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Heaven for eternity. They said 350 million a week. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a weird set of priorities. I think that's what I'm trying to say. And what else do I want to tell you? Cousins banging. That's always good. Um, so, um, not no tall men. That's genuinely true. Oh, I'll tell you this. I'll talk a little bit about my mum because I have very Welsh. I have very Welsh uh, stereotypical Welsh parents. I, like my father's. Uh, he loves rugby. I remember every Sunday he used to come back from rugby covered in mud, blood. He had two black eyes, like a fucking broken nose. He was an awful ref, and he's like, <laughs> you know, they were some tough underrates. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just mean girls, and I'm. I have, a, I, have a lo- I have a lovely mum. I love my mum to bits, man. I love my mum to bits. My mum, she can make a mountain out of a molehill, but she can do the reverse as well. Big things in life don't even phase her. Big things in life don't even phase her, and it's really reflective in her swearing. Like, once she was in a head-on collision, and she called the other person, and then can poop. <laughs> you almost killed me, you bloody Wally. <laughs> but I've only, only ever heard my mum drop the C-bomb once, and it was seven years ago at Sunday lunch when my stepfather commented on a mashed potato. It's generally true. Seven years ago, he went, this mash is a bit lumpy, love. And my mum picked up the dinner. She threw out him in his face. It hit me in his face. And my mum came out with the best zinger I've ever heard. She went, well, chew more, you cunt. And I've thought about that. <laughs> I've thought about that about every Sunday for the last seven years. <laughs> I think she's wicked. Um, <laughs> But this thing, little things in life, she blows out of proportion. We're all guilty of it. Like, whenever we, like, whenever, whenever a flies near you and we all start wigging out, <laughs> you just go, oh, hey, hey, there's only a fly, it's only small. My mum's like that, but about, like, speed bumps. And it's, <laughs> but this thing, little things, my mum thinks I've got to know. And it could be in the middle of the night. My mum's woken me up, I believe, twice in the middle of the night for no apparent reason. She did it at once. She went, Morgan, 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 they're thinking of getting a lid of GCSEs. I was 23. <laughs> I think she thought they'd become void. I'd have to reset. <laughs> but she also did it about nine years ago as well. She did the, she, in the middle of the night. She went, Morgan, 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 Michael Jackson's dead. There's so much panic. I thought her next words were going to be, if anyone asks, I was here. <laughs> I don't know what she was trying to do. Um, I don't want to overdo my time. So I will tell you this. Does anybody recognize me from TV? Okay. <laughs> um, I was, not negative attraction. No, but thank you. I have been working out. I'll just take that. Um, <laughs> um, uh, prime time. Yep. Nine o'clock, BBC One. Wales. Anybody? <laughs> if you find it, let me know. <laughs> it's because... Um, oh, what do I want to end on? I'll t- oh, um, uh, Alex, can I do my, my Welsh language bit? Uh, I love the Welsh language. I get filmed by uh, BBC Wales every so often. I love the Welsh language. I'll give you a crash course in the Welsh language now. Two L's in Welsh is... <laughs> That's a language. <laughs> LL, <laughs> LL, <laughs> which is a nightmare. Until I was 12, my favourite rapper was <laughs> Cool J. 
But the Welsh language, man, is holding Wales back. The only reason we haven't had the gay festival pride is because LGBTQ is Welsh spelling for straight. It's apps. <laughs> but this is the thing: is the Welsh language has these lovely anomalies. Like the Welsh parrot is parrot, and the Welsh gerbil is gerbil. <laughs> and my favourite by a country mile is the Welsh jellyfish. Does any of you guys know what they're now teaching little Welsh children? What the Welsh jellyfish is? Do you know? Who used to know? Well, they're now teaching little Welsh children what the Welsh are jellyfish. Is Piscotty wibbly wobbly? <laughs> you heard me, Piscotty wibbly wobbly. <laughs> well, it makes perfect sense, of course it does, because Piscotty is Welsh for fish, and wibbly wobbly is fucking nonsense. <laughs> this, this, well, jellyfish is wibbly wobbly, innit? Fish is Piscotty wibbly. Piscotty wibbly wobbly. <laughs> That's how a lot of Welsh words are formed. Like catfish is biscotti meow meow. So perhaps... <laughs> I think that's enough for me. I was just going to talk about a couple of things. Talked about my cousins. That's wicked. That's all I needed to get out. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to my new stuff. You've been in the great crowd. I've been Morgan Reese. Talk. Morgan Reese, everyone! Uh, lovely bloody stuff. And that brings us to the end of the sixth act for this week. Oh, I know. No. Um, uh, yeah, but a couple of uh, admin bits at the end, just because that's everyone's favourite bit. Um, but if you like this and want to see more, we're here every week. Um, at 8 pm every single week, we've got uh, comedians from all over Bristol and Southwest for you every single week. Different lineups every week. I've said every week about 15 billion times. Um, and if you want to be updated on everything that's going on, uh, we're on social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Deliveroo, all of them. Um, and yeah, also we've got a Facebook group. So if you really want to get involved, join the Facebook group. Um, it's just me plugging it more, to be honest. Um, but also, they learned about the free food before you did. So, and somebody got a free meal out of it. So worth joining. Um, we're also a podcast. If you're wondering what Adil was doing over there on the laptop, we're a podcast. Um, they download this next app. We're available in all the major uh, stores, iTunes, Spotify, and that. Um, also, uh, well, sorry, sorry, there's a lot to get through. Um, also, the kettle. If if you when you're on social media, liking all the last stuff, also go and like the kettle. If you live in Bristol, you like comedy, you got to be liking the kettle. It's Bristol's comedy calendar. Every single comedy event that's happening in Bristol is on the kettle. Give that a like. I'll be handing out cards on the door. Speaking of the door, um, um, I've also got a bucket. Uh, if you want to chuck some money in, that'd be fantastic. It helps us sort of keep the night going. I'll, I'll pay for some advertising that I need to do. And uh, but thanks so much for coming, guys. If, if you can't afford afford it, honestly, just uh, don't worry. Tell an act you enjoyed it, and or just tell a friend. Um, but yeah, cheers, guys. I'm gonna ask kiss, and I'll see you again. Bye bye. www.outoflives.net.